big day for activists all over the country. It's hard to believe the Green New Deal was only four years ago. I guess time flies when your country is quickly succumbing to fascism. The Green New Deal is child's play compared to what our federal government is doing right now to our energy industry. Tonight, I'm going to explain how and why. I'll show you how Biden's Inflation Reduction Act took the Green New Deal and hit it into every sector of society, public and private. They are literally destroying U.S. energy. And it's all part of their globalist fascistic agenda. And keeping it hidden from you is their step one. Tonight, Biden's secret war on our energy exposed. Tonight, I want to start out with some good news. At the end of the program, I have something that you can take to your own state house and stop what I'm about to show you. What I'm about to show you has not been seen before. Not that we know. Um, we have been doing research now for weeks, and this is just the tip of the iceberg. Yeah, I want you to remember a couple of terms. Um, treason and sabotage. You'll have to decide which is which at the end of the broadcast today. Um, but remember, this is a war. This is a war against global climate change. That's important to remember. Now, how many of us laughed when AOC rolled out the Green New Deal? I mean, there, were, there was a section on cow farts, okay? It was a mixture of junior high school humor and chicken little-like storytelling. The world's gonna end in 12 years, oh my gosh. But it was also humorous on a more practical level. The people pushing this massive energy transformation were giving a timeline as early as the year 2030. By the way, check your watches. That's seven years from now. There are, there are sports contracts for players that are longer than that. Seven years, not a long time. Now, how would you expect to get us off of fossil fuels, turn our energy completely upside down and inside out with all new energy by 2030? <laughs> this is where it stops being funny. They were being serious. If you're telling everyone that the world is about to end, what would they be willing to do under that flag? What power would the people be willing to give to ensure the sky doesn't fall? Well, they couldn't convince you that the sky wasn't falling. But they know because they're smarter than you. And so they figured out a way to do it without you. Then there's the ultimate question. Would they be willing to induce massive amounts of suffering to seize their power? The answer is yes. And they are doing it right now. It's just not called the Green New Deal. Mm -mm. It's not called the Build Back Better bill either. Mm -mm. It's called 21st century fascism, but the Biden administration has called it the Inflation Reduction Act. Shame on anyone who signed their name to this without reading it. They are partnering with the private sector to completely redesign society by targeting the way you heat and cool your home, the way you power your business, your vehicles, run your equipment. In a word, they will control you because they control energy. The Biden administration has declared war on American energy. 
and we will be the ones that will suffer. And as I'll show you tonight, they are kicking the door closed behind them. Now, the Inflation Reduction Act just sailed through Congress and signed into law. The words Green New Deal were changed that, to something that sounded a little bit more benign. Inflation was peaking at historic rates, so the war on energy was branded the Inflation Reduction Act. Most of our elected officials completely missed it. If you listen to my show, I told you, don't pass it. It is the Build Back Better or Green New Deal all broken up. They'll pass it. This is their last chance to pass it. Don't pass anything. Well, they put inflation in there, and we're like, oh, we got to stop inflation. The fundamental transformation of America was broken up and hidden within the Leviathan of pages in one single act. And I'm going to show you exactly how. Maybe the most evil thing about all of this is they know that they are setting up not just us, the entire world for massive pain, and they don't care. They're doing it regardless. I want to show you Europe today. Remember, Donald Trump stopped a lot of what was happening in Europe for us. But it continued across the Atlantic. They banned fracking. They cut leases for oil and gas. They forced the early shutdown of coal and nuclear plants. These are all things that Obama began. Trump stopped. But it has begun anew under Joe Biden. Well, take a look at what these policies have done to Europe. Energy prices remain at historic highs. The left loves to blame all of this on Russia and Ukraine war, but prices began to skyrocket back in 2021. Gas, seven times more expensive. Electricity, 10 times higher. The Institute for Energy Research pointed out that Germany increased their wind capacity by 2.8%. Oh, cute. They had the highest wind energy capacity in all of Europe. But despite all of their wind power, wind generation actually dropped by 10.7%. Because the wind stopped blowing. Renewables, as they are right now, are less reliable. Now, it is obvious to everyone, except the people who are in charge. And it is dangerous. Now the Germans have injected half a trillion dollars just to keep their lights on. Now, this is our future and not our distant future. It's already here. PJM Energy. This is a company that covers a large amount of territory on the East Coast and the Great Lakes. They recently wrote a report on what was happening with American energy. Did you see this on your local news or national news? They highlighted four key points that I want to read to you. Quote, the growth rate of electricity demand is likely to continue to increase from electrification coupled with the proliferation of high-demand data centers in the region. Thermal generators are retiring at a rapid pace due to the government and private sector policies as well as economics. Retirements are at risk of outpacing the construction of new resources due to the combination of industry forces, including sitting and supply chain, and whose long-term impacts are not now fully known. PJM's 
interconnection queue is composed primarily of intermittent and limited duration resources. Given the operating characteristics of these resources, we need multiple megawatts of these resources to replace the one megawatt of thermal generation. So in other words, you want reliable energy? Sources like coal are being retired early. But at the same time, electricity demand is going up. And plants are being forced into early retirement. And less reliable alternatives aren't available. Just in their sector of energy supply, they will be short 40 gigawatts. 40 gigawatts! You might be able to get that in the year 2000, but right now it's still pretty hard to generate 40 gigawatts of power, representing 21% of their current capacity. Hmm. 21% of their current capacity. So we're going to be down almost a quarter in energy while our energy demand is going up. So what's the plan? Well, I hate to be a spoiler, but they don't have one. In fact, that is their plan. This is the situation all over the country right now. The Institute for Energy Research referenced this report and said, quote, brace yourself for coming electricity shortages. They are making all of us worse than California. This is our future. And both the government and their partners in private industry, like J uh, PJM, know. They know it's coming. They're just not telling people like you and me about it. Because if you and me know about it, we'll do something about it to stop it. Now, let me ask you a question. If, if you were really caring about the planet and people, would you shut down these plants before or after you had a stable replacement? You'd do everything you could to replace it. But you wouldn't shut this plant down until the replacement was steady, right? Okay, they're not even doing that. I'll show you that they're not just shutting it down. They're being incentivized to destroy that, that plant so there's no going back. You've probably missed a lot of what's happening over the past few months, and I think it's by design. The mainstream media refuses to cover it. But some of the largest power plants in the country are being closed down. They call it retirement. But they're being retired early without a reliable alternative to replace them. So now how did this happen? And is it even legal for the Biden administration to do this? Well, a lot of it began under Obama back in 2015. Supreme Court delayed it. Then Donald Trump delayed it even more. But it is started again. And I'm going to show you how fast it's coming at you when we come back. A lot of the problems we're now looking at can be traced directly back to the 2015 Paris Accord, the one nobody even read or knew anything about, right? Everybody was panicked. How could we get out of that? Similar to Biden's Inflation Reduction Act, I don't think the vast majority of lawmakers, and certainly the public, have actually read what's in it. Uh, I kind of like uh, Article 2.1C of the Paris Accord. Quote, 
Article 2.1C of the Paris Agreement mandates country parties to make financial flows consistent with a pathway towards low greenhouse gas emissions and climate resilient development. See, I've shown you this before. It mandates that you are participating as part of the country that signs on, that we are all part of this and you have to alter your banking policies. This is the door that opened to enforceable ESG standards. Those standards wound up making their way to the United States via an American union-owned bank. You got a problem with jobs? Yeah, let the union save you. Unions brought this to you. Now, ESG is all over the place. But what did the Paris Accord mandate for energy? Well, on paper, the Paris Agreement is a binding commitment to reduce emissions at a rate that would be limiting global temperatures from rising more than 3.6 degrees. Each participating country would have to cut their own emissions nearly 20 to 30 percent. And 196 countries all agreed. Europe forced this through, and uh, they're now suffering because of it. But Obama had a dilemma. How the heck do you pull this off, knowing full well that he would be dealing with private U.S. companies? Would it even be legal? Well, the answer from Obama was basically, yeah, screw the Constitution. Forget the legality. And he just announced the clean power plan. In a nutshell, Obama's clean power plan would accomplish everything he agreed to in the Paris Accords by weaponizing the Environmental Protection Agency to regulate power plants and setting limits on their existing and planned emissions. Well, the Supreme Court, remember this is under Obama, they halted that. Yeah, before Donald Trump. Yeah, I think I read in a Federalist paper that... Uh, Federal bureaucracy can't strong arm the states into energy policy. Well, that stopped it for a while. But this set the entire Paris Accord Green Revolution back at least five years here in the U.S. But what began to happen next signaled what they had in mind all along. And it's what we're seeing now under Biden. When the clean power plan got halted, environmental activists and academics began advocating for rapid acceleration. This article in the Washington Post says it all, quote, the federal government should buy coal plants, shut them down, and pay to retrain their employees. The article goes on to describe the process, quote, the federal government would buy, or if necessary, just seize eminent domain of all existing U.S. coal plants and close them down over 10 years. Such a use of federal authority is well established <laughs> and would not be subject to serious legal challenge. Plan owners could dispute the amount of compensation offered, but not the public purpose for the federal action intended to protect the environment, end quote. Wow, what a crazy creative way to describe nationalizing an entire industry. Then seizing the employees and telling the employees what the government wants you to do. Oh, and for any uh, Antifa types, that is the literal definition of fascism. It's not if someone wears a red hat. Just days later, this, echo, this was echoed at Vox. Why not just buy out the U.S. coal industry? Yeah, I truly believe if Donald Trump did not win the election five months later, that would have been their plan. It's hard to describe how far President 
Trump set this entire thing back. One more term and he would have killed it. But American energy was saved for a while. But as I will show you later on in the program, there is now a full onslaught to take over the power grid with unreliable energy. In fact, fantasy energy. The plan was delayed. It never stopped, but it changed. Just two weeks after the Trump uh, election in 16, our neighbors to the north, Canada, Hello, Nell. I'm here to save the day. Did exactly what the environmental academics here in the U.S. were proposing. What a coincidence. They paid three power companies $1.36 billion to retire their coal-fired plants early. The deal included $97 million every year till the, 20, uh, till the year 2030. Now, I'm sorry, the government comes to you and, and says, we're going to shut you down here, something like this. You know, you come to me with a power plant. I'm telling you now, I'll pay you $97 billion for that power plant. And I'll make you, um, I'll make you rich. Kind of an offer you can't refuse, because otherwise I come in to your whole business. Government regulations are going to make it impossible to even operate a plant. So what do they do? They offer you cash and an offer you can't refuse. Most recently, with the Biden's EPA targeting coal ash and ozone, power companies that fuel our everyday lives with reliable energy are being given two choices. Either accept the government money or just go away and get buried under regulation. You will eventually go away after you go bankrupt. So you're not really given a choice. You're given a choice you can't refuse. It's a shotgun wedding. And this is what is happening to our power grid quietly right now. Companies are being strong-armed into partnerships with the government to either shut it down completely or produce exactly what they're told to produce. And it's all written in the Inflation Reduction Act. You just have to piece it all back together. And the fundamental transformation has already begun. When I come back, I'm going to show you how Biden hid the true intention of what they're doing within the pages and pages and pages of the Inflation Reduction Act. I'm also going to show you how they are going after power plants in your community and what you can do about it next. All right, so today, let's say you own a company that produces coal-fired energy. I know, evil you. Or if you live in an area that relies on that evil energy, this is the reality you face from your president. So it's going to become a wind generation. Mm. And all they're doing is you're going to save them a hell of a lot of money and using the same transmission line they transmitted the coal-fired electric on. We're going to be shutting these plants down all across America and having wind and solar. Wow. And he he's such a good storyteller. I mean, it's just like he's electric, no pun intended, when he says it. 
and fills me with confidence. So you're going to shut down the coal fire plant that's making reliable energy, and you're just going to unplug the wires and stick them into the back of like a solar panel. I mean, I think I'm simplifying it a bit, but I'll bet you that's a better understanding of it than he has. So he's going to shut you down. And as I showed you earlier, this is despite the fact that some of the power companies involved are saying there is not enough clean power plants or projects available to fill the gap. Even as we stand today, we are going to be 26% short. That's short. That, that doesn't mean like, oh, we don't have any excess. Ah, oh, mom, you can't use your blender because we're... No, I mean, there won't be any blenders being used. Lights go out, rolling blackouts and brownouts. How do you live in a country like America like that? Well, simple. America becomes Mexico. But that's okay, right? I mean, all countries are equal. The Biden administration is pushing this country into potential massive blackouts in a race to upend our power grid and kick the door behind them by 2030. We are now being forced into unreliable power, and they're doing it in the next seven years. Texas and California are number one and number three, the states that produce renewable energy, sources like wind and solar. You want to take a guess which states suffer the most blackouts? Yeah, out of all 50 states, California and Texas are number one and number two in the country. We should just plug in some more wind power into those old power plants. Oh my gosh. This is literally suicidal or genocidal, maybe. The number of people this plan will kill is off the charts. They're driving our power grid over a cliff in a solar and wind-powered freight train. How the heck did Congress pass any of this? Really? I mean, oh, oh yeah, that's right. Oh, that's right. We don't actually debate things anymore. We just have a couple of people get into a back room. They put it in. They put it in a big bill. They haven't read it. They haven't written it. It's all the special interests that have written the bill. And then they give it to the uh, Senate and the House. Quick, you got to pass this bill. It's an emergency inflation. That's how it happens. We are not a republic. We're not even a democracy anymore. Did you vote for any of this stuff? No. In fact, I guarantee you, they will begin to tell you all of this is fantasy conspiratorial. Just to slow everybody down until it's just past the point of no return. This is how they plan to do what Obama couldn't finish back in 2016. This is, in Biden's own words, how they plan to shut down reliable energy in America. Now, it was little uh, magic trick, huh? Uh, just watch as I uh, pull a rabbit out of my hat uh, and maybe a carrot out of my butt. It's a little magic trick that even Professor Dumbledore would be impressed by. Channeling Voldemort, we have the Inflation Reduction Act, and it splits the fundamental transformation of American energy into horcruxes, 
you know, uh, uh, effectively uh, hiding the vastness of government. Oh, we'll put a piece over here and a piece over here, just like Voldemort did. Remember? Oh, I'm going to put a little piece of me in a necklace and another piece of me in a wand. Except we didn't have a necklace. We don't have a magic wand. Instead, we have government agencies. Now, it took us a while to piece it all together, but we've pieced it together. And again, this is scratching the surface. There are now programs and billions of dollars literally everywhere, incentives to destroy our power grid. Let me show, let me show, show you, okay? This is the green new Build Back Better deal. Well, they couldn't get that passed, so they had to break it up into something called the Inflation Reduction Act, okay? They took this bill, and these are just some of the things. The Department of Energy has a new loan process. The Inflation Reduction Act includes $8.6 billion for loan guarantees from the Department of Energy. Now, let me ask you something. What causes inflation? Inflation is caused by a shortage of something or and or too many dollars. Well, we're going to make a shortage of energy while we're printing $290 billion in loan guarantees just right here. Okay? Now, this includes $5 billion for new energy infrastructure reinvestment program, enabling $250 billion in loan guarantees, the authority to retool, repower, repurpose, or replace retired energy infrastructure like a coal plant. We just have to replace it. Now, you can just build a new clean energy infrastructure. And if it's hydrogen, it's even better. Wait until you hear this part. It also includes $3.6 billion for clean energy loan guarantees, enabling $40 billion in loan guarantee authority. Now, imagine you're running a public company. You're being traded. You have to make a profit. And you are making dirty energy. Damn, dirty energy. I should have kept you under the counter at the 7-Eleven, putting you out on a shelf. Now everybody's reading dirty energy books. You're facing revenue losses. Why? Because the government says they're going to come after you and they're going to put you out of business because they're just going to tax you, tax you, and regulate you. The President of the United States openly says, we're going to shut you down. And then the Department of Energy comes in like a little money fairy and says, hey, I've got hundreds of billions of dollars. I just want to show it to you. All you have to do is just shut this plant down. What choice do you think you have? The United States Department of Agriculture is next. Now, when I think of agriculture, I think of cows, barns, and chickens. I don't necessarily think of power plants, but that's just because I'm stupid. The Inflation Reduction Act includes $12.8 billion for rural communities to deploy more clean energy. It includes $9.7 billion for USDA loans for rural, uh, rural uh, electrical cooperatives to obtain renewable energy. The funds could also 
also be used to help rural co-ops retire coal plants. So if you're a farmer and you're just like, I got to shut down this coal plant, we just have too much energy. Well, they'll pay you to do it. Another $3 billion is available for rural energy loans and grants for renewable energy. So things are going to be cheap. With this much money sloshing around for stuff that's probably coming from China, oh, it's going to be so cheap. And inflation will go down. Now, if you're a small energy co-op in a remote area, well, you're facing massive regulation. But I could give you this money. <laughs> then we have the Environmental Protection Agency. Um, whenever I think of the EPA, I think of getting screwed. So that's their symbol. And, and just even with a bigger screw on the IRS. But the EPA, the onslaught continues, this time weaponized by the EPA. $7 billion in energy grants for low-income communities. So they took care of the farmers and the people who live in the bad sections of town. $12 billion in grants for projects to, to reduce or avoid greenhouse gas emissions. And they don't even have any cow farts out there. $8 billion in grants for avoiding greenhouse gas emissions in low-income communities. The IRS and tax credits, they got $13 billion in industrial decarbonization tax credits. Now, these are just a few. We're finding more every day. But these measures aren't enough to force companies into compliance. They're being hit by regulations from organizations like the Regional Greenhouse Gas Initiative and, of course, the EPA. And then, of course, I mean, if you're going to keep one of these plants open, well, I mean, no bank can give you a loan because it's just not a good investment. The world isn't going that way. So what message do you take? Change the energy you produce or you're out of business. You'll be starved with cash and regulated into oblivion. And most of our power companies are finding that, gee, you know, maybe this green new build back better inflation reduction deal bill is good. It's probably happening in your area with some of the largest energy producing power plants in operation. Let me give you a couple. The San Juan Generating Station in New Mexico, scheduled to be demolished this month. 220 people worked at the power plant. Another 200 worked in the nearby coal mine that supplied it. Half of the employees at the coal mine were Native Americans from the Navajo Nation Reservation. Let me tell you something. If you've ever been there, they're living high on the hog. They've got an unemployment rate of a measly 48.5%. But let's put them out of work. The uh, Green Revolution cares deeply about the Native Americans. And this closure went ahead even as the solution to keep the plant open through carbon capture technology was available. But nobody cared, you know, because of the real green agenda. Here's another example. The largest power plant in Utah, located in Delta, Utah. Now, this isn't just a, a, a Utah power company where they're all marrying each other's sisters. No, this Utah power company provides power for Utah, California, parts of Oregon, and Arizona. 
But other than that, it's nothing. They're now facing the same thing happening to power plants all over the country. Facing regulatory onslaught, the company that owns the plant, like the one in Delta, are finding it much easier to take the government funds and retire the plants early. Like the plant in New Mexico, a group of people in Utah sought new technology to keep the facility open and produce energy. They proposed $5 billion in upgrades. But like in San Juan... Uh, I got an offer I can't refuse. The owner of the plant decided to push forward with what the government wanted them to do. But the citizens of Utah said, you know, I got another offer that you're not going to be able to refuse. They have uh, taken their energy policy and uh, they're not going to have it dictated by radicals in the federal government. Their solution was HB 425, which mandates that power companies must notify the state if they intend to shut down reliable energy resources. And they cannot prevent coal power energy production. Now, this might be the first successful state-level pushback against Biden's irresponsible transformation of the energy grill, uh, uh, grid. But this bill should be copied and sent to your state representative. It should be sitting on your governor's desk today. Why? Because to get, see the last one, the IRS 13 billion? What I didn't tell you about is 100% tax credit for the next 10 years. So not only you get all this money, but you and I, while we're paying higher energy bills and having blackouts or rolling brownouts, what do we get? Nothing. But the IRS is giving those power companies, because they played along, 100% tax credit. Oh, but that only kicks in if you destroy or recycle the plant. You got to sell it. You got to get rid of that plant. That's the kicking of the door closed. Once you get rid of that plant, once you shut it down, dismantle it, whatever. But once there's no way to go back, we'll give you 100% of your profit tax-free. You got that right. Unbelievable. I have a copy of the Utah bill up at glenbeck.com right now. I want you to take it to your state legislature. You send it to everybody, everybody in your state legislature and Senate. Most people, I think, would see this and say, that can't be true. It is. Well, where's all the money coming from? The Inflation Reduction Act mentions the word billion like Oprah Winfrey handing out cars. If all of this sounds crazy, you won't believe we're billions and billions and billions of our dollars more, more billions, where they're going as well. That's the slap across the face. I get to do that to you next. I got to tell you, I'm out of excuses for the people in Washington. I, I mean, there's no way to explain everything that's going on other than they're trying to destroy the country. Uh, and if you're like me, a lot of what you saw tonight probably made you just a little bit angry. The government knows reliable energy is the best bet at this time. Renewables won't work. But 
in this, they're giving all kinds of subsidies for uh, things like hydrogen. You know, the kind of energy that Barack Obama stopped. Mm. Hydrogen. Well, you can keep the power plants running full speed at night, nuclear power, and that would make enough, but you have to have the water to zap. But it takes more electricity to zap water and get the H away from the uh, 2O. It takes, uh, takes more to get it out than you actually get from the hydrogen, okay? Hmm. So that's not profitable, but okay. Let's say you can make it profitable. Then you got to put it in a pipeline to get it to one of these power plants. <laughs> and everybody loves pipelines running right through their yard. What could possibly go wrong with a pipeline? But if you could get it some other way, I mean, it is hydrogen, so I know we shouldn't put it in a blimp. Maybe we could just put it on the back of a train. How are you planning on moving the hydrogen that you currently cannot produce? If we could produce hydrogen at, at an affordable rate where it didn't take more energy to make the clean energy, well then maybe, how are you gonna make it? How are you gonna make it? Well, I don't really care, just commit to hydrogen and they'll give you the money. Just shut down the other plants and commit to hydrogen. Oh, oh, oh okay. Uh-huh. Now, we might get there in the future, but a lot of people are gonna starve and die of cold or heat along the way. They're forcing this transition uh, even through companies. And the companies are saying, uh, this is happening too fast, but it doesn't matter. The government is shelling out hundreds of billions of dollars, like in a shotgun wedding, and it's a little infuriating. Do we have the money to do it? No. <laughs> no. No. But we could fight a war with China and Russia. What if, our, what if our government was doing this not only here, but also in other countries? Now how would you feel? I want to introduce you to something called the Just Energy Transition Partnership. Now, I don't know about you, but I want my energy to be just. Just Energy, uh, just energy Transition Partnership, of course, it spells JETP. Now, I hadn't heard about it until a week ago, but its primary purpose is to finance what is happening in places like San Juan, New Mexico, Delta, Utah, and the rest of our country. The early retirement of reliable energy like coal. But they do it all over the world. I know what you're thinking. There's no way America would send billions and billions of dollars to finance this in other countries, right? I mean, we've got our own problems here. The Biden administration, you know, still hasn't properly dealt with East Palestine they're acting like there's nothing to be worried about there, but 43,000 animals have now died, people reporting illnesses, you know. Or how about this report from The Guardian, like this one. Did you know the United States is now averaging one chemical accident every two days? We should make hydrogen. Now, why isn't the American mainstream media reporting on that? Ah, it doesn't matter. 
Doesn't matter. I guess our own crumpling infrastructure that we have paid for for every president uh, in the last 40 years, I guess it's the last on the list for our climate hero in chief because he contributed to $8.5 billion, some of your tax money, to be sent to South Africa. Now, that's all right. It's only $8.5 billion. Just you and everyone you meet in your life, more than you'll pay in taxes. And everybody you meet in your life, it'll never equal $8.5 billion. But that's all we sent to South Africa. The Just Energy Transition Partnership is going to help South Africa retire their coal-fired energy plants. You know, if we did another poll and asked, you know, whether a billion dollars should be sent to South Africa or East Palestine, I wonder what, in a democracy, the people would say. But it doesn't stop there. The U.S.-led program also recently announced a $20 billion partnership, $20 billion to begin transforming Indonesia. <laughs> and this one is capital C crazy. Indonesia is the largest coal exporter in the world. So we are now giving them billions of dollars to stop coal. Now, I wonder how that's going to go. How's that going to affect places in distant lands like, oh, I don't know, Germany? Remember, Europe is much farther along in this than we are. Coal, fracking, nuclear, all getting shut down. But to compensate, they've been reaching out to places like Indonesia to supply them with reliable energy from coal. Last year, the European Union imported 5.85 million tons of coal from Indonesia. It was uh, an over 1,300% increase from the year before. Yeah, but we're not only helping them out, we're also helping out Indonesia because we're going to shut down their coal plant. What's Europe going to do after our billions of dollars start shutting down Indonesia's ability to give them coal? They can't produce it themselves. They've regulated themselves into a corner. What happens? Here's an idea. <laughs> I haven't had food and it's so cold in here. That's what happens. It's exactly the same scenario I pointed out with that report from PJM Energy here at home. Energy demand is going up. Reliable energy sources are shutting down. There are not clean energy plants, enough of them, and projects ready to fill the gaps. But this is on a global scale. Similar partnerships with our country slated to be funded for both Vietnam and India. Is this where you want your tax dollars to go? Is this what you want our power grid to look like in the coming months and years? I believe it's treason. It could just be sabotage. Anyway, it's a horrible idea. Here's what I would like you to do. I want you to go to glenbeck.com, and I want you to see what we have there for you. It is the Utah bill. This Utah bill was just passed, and because the media is either covering, or I think honestly this time, they have no idea what's really going on. They were like, this is going to do nothing. Why is this going to do? So the power plant can't sell their coal fire plant and shut it down. Well, they can shut it down. They just can't break it up and destroy it. They can't sell it for scrap. 
Somebody has got to tell the federal government they have no right to usurp state sovereignty by seizing the way we power our communities. The template has already been written. It has been proven that we can fight back. Go to glenbeck.com and get the bill and send it to your uh, state house, state senate, and your governor. Our country is relying on you.